Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I've got the full crew with me this week. I'm Tony Ann, and we've got Ariat, Michael, Dylan, and Nick joining us. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hi. And Michael, I, I think you have an announcement you want to make before we get started. So why don't yes, you yes. take it away? Hello, 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 hello. Michael the Maverick here, a.k.a. Soraya Montenegro de la Vega. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> well, I just wanted to let the dishes know that with Memorial Day coming up, so does my Finola Hughes break. Because, you know, as a good Southern socialite, I have so many things to do. I have day parties, brunches, sipping seas, you know, because, you know, the Maverick loves the kids. So I will be taking some days off. You'll, I'll be in and out, of course, but I will return. I don't want y'all panicking like last year, but I will return. If this in the end of the credits, we're going to put the Maverick real return. Like this is the Avengers or some shit. But yes, <laughs> but that is my announcement. I'm not going to, I'm just doing my Jeannie Francis shit. Y'all instead of thinking of Laura, think of Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, in that case, why don't we move on over to our new segment? Um, this is a bit of a light news week. So we decided instead of jumping right into our headlines, we would debut a new segment called Talk About It, where one of us picks a general discussion topic that we want to talk about, whether it be days related or generally show or general soap related. And this week, Michael picked the topic of Carrie, Eric and Sammy never healed from the tale of two Romans drama. So that is going to be our discussion topic of the week. Let's get started, Michael, since this was your baby. Why don't you start us off? Well, I'm currently watching 1997. And Roman is about to quote unquote die. So they've been bringing up the history with Roman and Marlena and John a lot. And I just couldn't help but wonder that situation really screwed all of them up. And there was actually a conversation between John and Carrie that made me wonder. It was said, we never saw it, I don't know why, but it was said that Sammy had the hardest time in that situation. You could see it, like, because if you go back to 1991 and you see her reaction to finding out that John wasn't Roman, she bugged out. She got so angry. Who, Sammy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Eric kind of stood there and didn't say anything, but Sammy got mad. And then Carrie brought up she, that Sammy felt guilty for loving John so much. Okay, that we never really saw. Yeah, she brought it up in dialogue. And I just couldn't help but wonder, looking back at all the things between Carrie, Eric, and Sammy, that situation, all three of them needed counseling. Well, yeah, definitely. There's not because, really a way to just explain that away. Because now... It makes sense as to why Carrie was such a people pleaser to the point that Carrie's trauma even goes all the way back to when Marlena blew up. That too. Like the the twins were babies when that happened. So I don't know if like, so I think the tale of two Romans is kind of their inciting trauma, but hers goes all the way back to when Marlena blew up. Because even before Marlena blew up, she was kidnapped and held captive in Stockholm. They got her back. Everything was fine. And then she disappeared again. But the thing about that is, I think it was worse for Sammy and Eric, mainly because John was the only father they had ever known at that point. The only parent. They it, didn't, they they didn't, didn't know, know Marlena. Marlena. 
they didn't I even mean, know Marlena either. They knew her vaguely. Yeah. But their their parent was John because they were they were they had just turned two when she blew up. They turned two in November and then she blew up in December. And then she was gone for five years. So from the ages of two to seven, all they had was John. But it it just makes sense as to why Carrie is such a people pleaser to the point that it's her own detriment. Eric has such a hero complex because let's be honest, this hero complex thing started when he wasn't home when the affair happened. Yeah. And it well, Sammy, Sammy, look at the resume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sammy's trauma we saw. Like I just started watching, I can see Sammy still not still hasn't worked through all of her issues. So you a grandmother. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like Sammy, even today, she hasn't moved on from it. No. Like she has forgiven. Because the first the issue she's the first issue she ever has with John, that's the first thing that comes out of her mouth. Yeah. Every time. And and then she had this bizarre attachment to getting Roman and Marlena back together, which when you go back and actually watch the story that played out makes no sense because she doesn't, she never knew what Roman and Marlena were like together. She knew for like a year. Not even because, they, I mean. They, they shipped her off to Arizona <laughs> shortly after. I mean, and not even that. Roman went off the cliff. Roman went off a cliff like two months after the twins were born. Not even. It was a month. It was a they month. Were born in, they were born in October. Well, I, well, I'm counting the time that he came home, which was like 1991 to 92. But even then, that's a mulligan because the bastard went undercover a few months after returning. Right. He 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 came home in August and went undercover in October, and then was undercover for most of 92. And then by then, Sammy was in Arizona. So she really does. Oh yeah, Colorado. But yeah, she really doesn't know anything about Roman and Marlena being together. To be honest, it makes more. It would have made more sense. I mean, if she were Team John and Marlena before the conference room table, because that's what she knew. In a weird way, she she could. I mean, they were young, so she may not remember seeing John and Marlena together, but she remembers what how much John loved her because, at, you know, Marlena was always a presence in their house, even when she wasn't there. Yeah, Marlena's ghost never left that house. No matter what woman he brought in. To the point that, can't, like, and, and there there were there were many women. There were many many women to the... <laughs> no, there were to the point that Carrie wouldn't even like, she would not let herself get close to Isabella because she did not think Isabella would stick around. Because prior to Isabella, there was... Diana. Diana. There was um, Orpheus' sister, Olivia. There was... Oh, Ye- yeah. yeah. There was Yvette. I, there didn't was- read, I, I think I've read about her. She was terrible. Yeah, I hated her. <laughs> oh my god. And then there was also what was her name, Gail or something that the the um the psychiatrist who who Jack ended up seeing who they kind of sort of threw at at John everyone. So he had like four or like he had like five or six different women, and this is all from like 1987 to 1990. 
they really didn't know what to do with Roman after Marlena died, if we're being they, honest. They didn't. And he met Olivia, like, not even, I think, a couple, a few weeks after Marlena died. Like, they went up, I think, didn't they go skiing in, like, February? And they met her in that cabin? And it turned it turned into this whole big mess. But you're, you're right. Like, the kids never really got past the trauma and honestly John and Marlena never did either the affair was born out of everything that happened back then I think they've gotten over it as years gone by but even today with all three of the kids you could still see it Marlena will always feel guilt over what the affair did to Sammy and I it's always a subtext in every relationship. It's kind of why Marlena doesn't push back on Sammy as much. It's because every time, every time she thinks, every time she does, there's always, there's always a, a little bit of that residual guilt there and fear that Sammy's going to walk away from her the way she did during the affair fallout. Yes, that too. I think what really stands out to me personally is Carrie, mainly because of Beyond Salem. We still see her being that person who folds just to try to make everyone happy. And she she's never really done anything to just make herself happy. Well, when she made the bed fly with Mike. Well, not e- even that eventually became about making him happy because they left to go I think they left to go to Israel because he wanted to be with Jeremy yeah yeah Dylan you've been quiet you watch this live and then live in color so how do you (laughs) interpret I mean like I think you guys are right I think with Sammy in particular it wasn't just the affair it was the affair on top of all of the other trauma yeah because i think had everything not happened at once she wouldn't have spiraled the way that she did because it was the affair it was her eating disorder it was her rape it was her feeling like she was less than Carrie and then seeing the guy that she had been crushing on oh wait he's actually really with my sister it was all of those things coming together in that moment and honestly a lot of those subsequent issues like her eating disorder a lot of that manifested because of the stress of keeping the secret yeah then you have her rape which also as in a way stems from the affair and what happened because she only ever got near Alan as a way to rebel against her mom. It's just like everything fed off of each other. I she really couldn't tra- catch a break. She really could not. And I think that's why her trauma is so deep. And I also think I also think that's why to a certain extent that they've just kind of let that particular rock remain unturned over. Because I think if you start digging around in there, there's a lot that they haven't really dealt with. 
and I don't know that they're ever going to be at a point where they can like openly and honestly just like talk about it. I think another issue is they let too much time go by for it yeah. to be discussed. Now it looks like, Sammy, you're a grandmother. Why are you bringing this up again? Yeah. And it's like, and, and it's weird because it's like, obviously, it's still informing and affecting her decisions. Definitely. And like, that's not to say, oh, she's excused for everything that she's done. It's just, I mean, look at how, where it's coming from. Look at how she reacted when she cheated with Lucas. Yeah. It's like you, you know exactly where all of that is coming from. And I don't know, like part of me kind of, I, you know how I feel about them, but like part of me kind of wishes that we could see like Carrie in Austin because I'm curious about like what that dynamic is like with her as a parent. Oh yeah, we still yeah. haven't met Noah. Nope. He's in boarding school now. Cause you know, it'd be interesting to see what she's like as a. You're right. It would be very interesting to see what she's like as a parent. And I, I really feel like she's very like a Marlena parent, where Austin tries to put that you know authoritative bullshit like. That he does, and Carrie be like, "No, you can do that shit with me, but not with my child." See, yeah, I don't know. And then with Eric, like, there's so much with Eric that they never even addressed. Like, he never got point of view when the truth about John and Roman came out. Then he was off screen until 1997, and when he came in, yeah, he kind of had smoke for John for a hot second. But they never really, they never really fully explored it. I mean, because it's painfully obvious. This is where that hero complex comes in. Because he wasn't here to save his parents' marriage. So he tries to save everyone. Also, like, his father. His sisters. His father also, in a weird... I I can also see him being anti-marriage in a way. And not not even consciously. But, like, subconsciously self-sabotaging his marriage. Because he doesn't think it's going to work out. Because he doesn't think it's going to work out. Because he saw, like, he basically did what Roman did. I Roman to address that so badly. Oh my God. Roman found out about John and Marlena's affair and was literally gone like two months later. And then he found out about Nicole and Xander and dipped. After already being gone. Two seconds later. Yeah, two seconds later. And I, I like now that they're playing, they're playing on the fact that he regrets that. because they're giving Eric the accountability they never gave Roman because Roman always made it seem like Marlena was was, the one that got away Marlena was the one that got away and he never and he didn't have a chance to fight for her because her love with John was too strong and I accepted that at the time because I did not watch and did not know better but then watching him walk out and basically not even try to fight Marlena begged him to stay to the very end, the literally, literal very end, and he still left. So I don't have any sympathy for him on that one. Like now, he- so to be fair, like if you're Roman and you know Marlena the way that you know Marlena, you know that she would not have been in that situation unless she was in love with that man. I mean, that's true. So yeah, on he one hand, saw I saw the writing on the wall. 
on one hand, I get why he left, but then own that you regret leaving and wishing that you would have fought for her. Even if you would have lost, you wish you would have fought. If he had, if he had said that instead of saying she's the one that got away, that would work better for me. I just didn't like the way they did the revisionist history years later. Well, all in all, all of them are screwed the fuck up. And this is all Stefano's fault. (laughs) 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 Stefano's like, why am I in it? Wait, hold on, hold on. Why am I in it? Why am I in it? I know, but he would also say they grown, they made those decisions. <laughs> well, well, even John will own up to that. Even he said, Stefano may have programmed those memories into me, Doc. But the love that we had, that was I hate you so much. Why would you do that? But, but this is oh, fun. And then she puts her beautiful manicure in his taco meat. Oh, John. Oh, my okay, God. Right? <laughs> So we don't get too far off the rails. And I am just going to say that this particular topic was a lot of fun. And I can't wait until we have more things like this that we can talk about. But having said that, it is now time for our headlines. And first up, Sarah is released from the hospital. She wants her baby. And Xander does everything to hide the truth from her. And Eric eventually tells Sarah that her baby is gone. Xander is a gigantic idiot. I wanted to punch him in the fucking face until he bled. I didn't like this. I, I, I got look, look. I got it at first, but then no. when Sarah started doing that goose chase around the city, I was like, "Oh no, nah, this is gone." Too. They should have told her. I get because, not telling her at first when she was first coming out of everything, but when she got home, they should have sat her down because that goose chase was just awful yeah. to watch. I would have told her in the hospital I was really, when she was surrounded by medical professionals yeah. just in case something happened. I was like, really annoyed with Xander, like. Because this oh, this was a moment that could have been growth for Xander. Mm-hmm. Showing Xander learning from his mistakes and not wanting to make the same mistake he made two years ago. Well, three in Salem. But instead, he regressed so far back that literally every time he opened his mouth, I wanted to punch him. Like, how are you mad Eric telling the truth when that's what he initially wanted? And how are you literally going to blame Nicole? Like, try to get Nicole on your, like the, the way he was running around and every time he opened his mouth, he just sounded more and more stupid. Okay. See, y'all was mad at those scenes at Nicole's house. I was let, cause I watched those scenes with my gramps. And when Rafe came out in the towel, she just yelled, get that usurper out of Nicole's house. <laughs> the thing is though, as annoyed as I am with Rafe lately, I was actually on his side for those scenes. I like the way he stood up for Nicole because not many people have. Now, okay. Now, see, I don't go here. I don't. I don't reside on that team. But none of us do. When he came out, no, no, let me. No, no, no. You'll get no. Hold on, Nick. Wait a minute before you say that because I, I didn't finish. I don't reside for that team. But when Rafe came out in that tower, I got the vision. I see why now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes. Now I'm like, okay, I I see why. Get that you start for out of Nicole's house. Nicole was doing the most before she ever knew what the picture looked like. So that's not really the reason. They they slept together years ago, remember? No, they didn't. They never slept together. That was Daniel. 
No, I think she before she before she fell down a dang rabbit hole, she slept with Rafe. No, she didn't. No, they she never didn't. Slept they never slept they together. Almost, they, they almost, almost did. did. They never did. Ah, I, I remember that scene vividly. I thought they, I thought they went all the way. It would have, so, it oh would have made gosh. sense had they yeah. done that. But but they did that a lot with Rafe because remember, I thought that he slept with Carrie. For the long, I thought that Noah was brave son. Now I know he, I knew he hadn't slept with Carrie, and that's why it pissed me off. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing though: they would do that fake out a lot. Get Rafe in bed, everything gets nice and warmed up, and then he gets blue balled because I swear up and down, I remember vividly him and Carrie was in bed, and I thought they were, and they, they were, they were about to sleep together. I think, and she then threw five up. seconds later, they stopped because. They even though they were presumed dead at the time, they both knew their spouses were alive and they couldn't cheat. Hallelujah. I was I was like, they did all this damn heavy petting for no reason. Like they just not yeah. <laughs> they were stuck in the room together and they didn't. And that room. is the reason why I never understood why Rafe was so crazy about other folks' kids when his was being raised by Austin. It took years for Tony. Tony had to correct me, like, no, they didn't sleep together. Because I thought for years that that was Ray's son. No, and I said, no, the only time they slept together was when she came home for Caroline's memorial. It, oh, so, yeah, okay, so I do remember that. But I, I knew they didn't sleep together before she found out she was pregnant. I do I do remember that. It was, yeah, Rafe always, he's always. Back to the store, back to the store. <laughs> My bad, y'all. I was going to say, this felt like it's such a ripoff. Because we didn't even get to see her reaction. Oh, that's Wait. what made you feel like that? Oh, no, but like, hey. if we're gonna, like, if they had to put us through all of this again, why not show us, like, her reaction? Like, why did you put me through this? I hated see, it the first time. They also, they also should have shown Eric show, telling her on yes. screen. Instead yes, yes, coming I'm back to it. I, I'm thinking that I hope to God that's a cutting room floor scene because. There's no way they didn't record that. There's no way. There's no way. I actually think thing was just weird for me. And like I get it. Everybody wants to drag Xander. Um Maggie. Thank you. I'm just about to Margaret to be Simmons, real Horton, Kiriaka should have said something. Stop being dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, she Xander has no authority here. None. He's he's not her husband. He's not her he, you ain't nobody. We got to realize something. And I get what y'all said, and I agree, but I had to defend Aunt May. No, Aunt you don't. Maggie no, is you don't. No. Mama, and she Just because you love her and, does not mean she is immune from holding this L. No, I'm, I'm, I'm letting her hold L. I'm putting the asterisk right by the side. She old. This is a lot going nope. on. Huh? Nope. That's not, that's exactly the reason why she should. There's a lot something. of people who are old on the show, and do she <laughs> wants. <to say. laughs> I'm like, okay, listen. Everyone has made a dumb choice. Oh yes, everybody old. Maggie, Maggie didn't want to give to like we we had to watch Maggie make the like we watched Maggie make a decision about whether or not to give Sarah the antidote. Mm-hmm. Maggie is the one who can make these choices. If Maggie wanted Sarah to know that it was, Ma- then Maggie had every right to go around Xander and tell her. Well, well, also, we had to make realize this. This all happened in the span of a day. This was a day. Yes, yeah. this was a day. Yeah. So we're giving Maggie a lot of tomatoes, 
But hell, she ain't even had time to sit down and drink a coffee yet. But yeah, <laughs> honestly, they were in the like hospital, the, they had a whole car ride. Yeah, she, I don't think they should have left the mansion. I don't think they should have left the I think it's different. And she went upstairs to check on the, the nursery, and there wasn't a nursery. The minute she came back downstairs, Maggie should have said yes. Yeah. And here's I think, why. I, I think they should have told her right then. Yeah. That that's my biggest thing. Everybody saying the hospital, me myself personally, I would have waited till everything was cool, clear, and you at home and you calm, and then tell you something like that. Where they lost me is where they let it go get far enough for Sarah to leave the house and start yeah. driving around town looking for her baby. That was a mess. That, yeah, like, I know we going up to people and asking like, "Where my right? baby?" Right, cemetery. I was very proud of Nicole. For figuring out that something was off yeah. and not saying something, and for cutting in on Rafe before he could say something that yeah. steps in Nicole it. Nicole can I, read the room, Rafe can't. <laughs> I wish they would have said, Nicole would have said something like, I know what it is to lose a baby. But see, she Wife. didn't even have to say it. You, you could, you, you could, could the way, it. the mm-hmm. way Ari played it, that was evident in the subtext all over the scene. And I love the fact that if you know her history and you watch how she played that, you didn't even have to be told that you already knew. Yeah, she like was you could just see. I've had I've had to lose a baby twice. She's done it once. I don't want to be the person to do it to her the second time. Also, she's been in a place of denial because she literally walked around with her dead baby inside of her. Oh yeah, I remember. That, that was the worst thing I ever seen. My God. <laughs> I, that's what made me hate Daniel. That storyline. Yeah. Like all this over him. <sighs> that was a terrible decision. It was just bad for me because that was the second time Nicole had lost a baby. And, and this so time close she to made term. it so full. Like she made it so close to the end. Yeah, that was that was I well, that was so cruel. I was so mad about that. Yeah, but... Jennifer, which now looking back. <laughs> I get it. But we can move on if we want. Yeah, I think we've pretty much said everything we wanted to say about this particular topic, have we not? Yeah. Okay, All right, so moving on to our next headline. Lonnie and Chanel visit Paulina as Eli and Abe put the pieces together about what really happened. When Eli asks Lonnie, she confesses and Eli wants Paulina to take the fall. Chanel better cuss Every, this when this is, come this out. Is, this is going to be the origin of Chanel. This, this, is, this is the moment for Chanel that could turn her against Lonnie the way that Sammy turned against Carrie all those years ago. That's what I'm hoping, but... She didn't turn against Paulina, too. But, yeah, I, I hope think, that's But the they case. don't yeah, put her much up in the family dynamic. So. Yeah, this is the story that it, I... It's weird, because I'm. this is the story I'm enjoying the most but also conflicting about the most. Because y'all letting an innocent black woman go to jail? Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Not only, I mean, not only that, there's just a lot in this that just, ah, it's not... Okay, we're gonna... um, The thing is, we're gonna have a conversation. Right writers think that putting black people together is enough for us to the point that they don't even think about the optics of what if this was a white character 
just because there are two or more black people involved in a situation, you still have to think about all of the possible optics to where this story could hit someone wrong. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when there's criticism made, people hear it as us saying, oh, you can't do that with black characters. When what we're actually saying is if you are going to do that with black characters, consider their black. You, yeah, you have to do it in a way yeah, that, that, you know, takes into account of the fact that they are black. And in this story, like there was a line that let me know that they're not at, at least at this point, they're not thinking about that at all because when Paulina and Lonnie were talking in the interrogation room, Paulina was very clear to say, you shot an unarmed man. She did not mention the fact that it was an unarmed black man. That is where the whole crux of this issue comes in. And like post, you know, the summer of protests, you can't tell this story and ignore the fact that Lonnie is a cop who shot, who shot an unarmed black man. man to death. You can't tell this story and ignore the fact that now you have two cops covering up the fact that a cop shot an unarmed black man to death and is now letting an innocent person. An innocent black person. An innocent black person. Like, you, you can't do this and not, if you're going to, like, I'm usher, if you're going to tell it, then you got to tell it all. And, and then expect us to see them as the heroes. And I get it, but at the same time, when you think of all of what Dylan just said, how can you? Yeah, and, like then too, and, and there's just other things that they're doing, like Paulina. Paulina the, used the abuse of woman excuse? Yeah, that's that not excuse, nope. no, uh, not excuse but per se. I don't throw that up and try to use it as a way to say, oh, I'm just going to get a slap on the wrist. That's not cool to me. First of all, that's not how that works. And <laughs> that hit that hit me wrong. It, it just, ew. like, why use that to your advantage? Why not? I mean, uh, because first of all, most women in prison, if you start looking at their cases, most women in prison are there because of Killing their boyfriend. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Secondly, that scene that she had with rape, where she talked about the fact that cops would come to their door, see what the situation was, give TR a good old talking to, nice little warning, and then leave her her at his mercy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So y'all might. So like I, I personally think that y'all might want to take a couple steps back and re-examine your perspective on that because she has a lot of rightful unresolved trauma there and she wasn't entirely lying because even with her daughter who is a cop at her door she had no reason to feel like she would be safe in that moment most definitely I'm just saying for her to try to use it to it comes off as manipulating the situation when, as she on, when honestly, truly, 
if they just told the story of what really went down, Lonnie would, yeah, she would get some reprimands from the force. Maybe she'll get fired, but I don't think she would go to jail. That's Uh, the thing. I think the cover-up is so unnecessary in all of this. That it comes off as gross in a way. Yeah, the cover-up is cover up is issue. super but let's not but let's not beat around the bush and pretend that that shooting was not shady as fuck. Oh, it was, it was. most definitely because I remember when it happened, I was cussing. But I so laid, she, I, she's I not wrong the, in but it was still that, that it's an open and shut and oh nothing would happen to Lonnie because in a in a perfect world, you are a police officer, you are held to a higher standard. You made zero attempt to de-escalate the situation. Yeah, yeah. You made zero attempt to allow him to give himself up. You she didn't even say anything. She said, son of a bitch and fired. Exactly. And if that were anyone else in that situation. We would be singing a very different tune Exactly. Right so yeah. A pay have... suspension. <laughs> so like, put, put, you know, you put Sean in Lonnie's place and it's a completely different thing. Like I, I'm saying, she has to hold her. I'm not saying that nothing would happen to Lonnie, but even if she told this story, I, I'm just I'm not yeah, getting I, a cover up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the cover up was necessary. I, I think I, that it's made things worse. Yeah, I think the cover up is just to keep Paulina front and center in the story mm-hmm. when it's not necessary right now because Lonnie was the one who has to deal with that trauma and of killing that man they should it should have pivoted to her that's that's my issue with it like there was no reason for the cover-up and the cover-up just feels like a way to just make sure paulina's at the center of the story and i will say i do like that lonnie is like the she's owning the fact that she didn't have like she didn't have to shoot him and she's she's questioning why she did She's questioning what she she's questioning why she did it at all, which I appreciate it. That's and I'm I'm enjoying the story too, but I can't ignore the optics. But I do appreciate that she's questioning every decision she made when she, since she walked into that apartment because she's trying to figure out why did I do this because I went over there to arrest him. She's made, she, she said that multiple times. See, for me, she's starting at the wrong point because where you fucked up at. It's going over there, going over there in the first, first place. place. Hello? Because if Eli, Eli has been awake two minutes and his brain is still scrambled and he had enough sense to call someone for help, for backup for you. Like, this this is why I say Lonnie just needs to go ahead and do something else. You know, like she needs to put on some kitten heels and be in somebody's HR administration explaining their <laughs> benefits to them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like, you're, not, the, you're not wrong. I love she her. She ain't got the range for this. She, you ain't got the range mean? for this. It's, this has been a thing with Lonnie since she. Kitten heels is the podcast. She, she, she acts first and she thinks about the consequences later. Eli is the exact opposite. At first, I was thinking maybe she should go over the black patch, but even John would be like, nah, sis. <laughs> no, because you're not, uh-uh. No, I, I can't trust you like that. You don't have the temperament for this. At this, she no, she doesn't. And it's it's weird because her and JJ started on the force around the same time. They was letting anybody in. They were, <laughs> they were, they were, they were, they were both, they were both rookies at the same time, and they both 
he went off the rails really quickly and now it's she's going off the rails but see and this would be different if this is the first time but it's the second wait mm-hmm. wait wait what are we counting as the second because i don't count the situation with stefan as At all. The first i'm counting the situation with Kristen. well yeah that her that. emotions get in the way yeah of her yeah, being nice. a police officer and they, yeah. and they do i know it. everyone is guilty yeah, and I, I, blame I know everyone is guilty hormones, of it but i it's looking like a pattern now i know everyone is guilty of it but hers hers are to the extreme she, no the other people they're doing it to help innocent people they're getting innocent people off the hook and committing crimes to do that Lonnie is letting full-blooded criminals out of prison because she's friends with them. Now, her okay. and her sense of emotion to people. It fucks her up every it, time. It, this is not, she She can't be a cop no more after this. Let's pivot to the, like, that's what I was going to, and that's another thing that's going to be a source of conflict for me. Because as much as I'm like, yeah, no, Lonnie needs to lose her job over this. Eli also. Yes, then he needs to something like suspended, like on desk duty, something, something. But then at the same time, I say that, and then I look around the police commissioner, and then there's race. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the top cop. So now I'm gonna feel some kind of way that the black people have done what everybody else have done when when they're going to be punished. When Rafe is in the whole body and got his job back. Yeah, so Rafe I'm was cool. just Rafe was just in jail because he was framed, and he went back to work the next no, day. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Rafe rolled Stefano up like yes, the greatest. Jack <laughs> rolled, baby. Hat that motherfucker <laughs> up, and he's still the commissioner of the police. The, what? I, so it's like I'm to gonna be honest, feel away. Like Either if, way it goes, I'm gonna feel away. I'm gonna feel away if nothing happens. They were spoken on that. She's gonna up. lose her job. Everyone else who's done like, something at, bad should lose their jobs at this like, point the only the, cop the only cop should up. be left should be sean douglas and maybe eli on desk duty that's it they yeah, okay. need new cops completely let's, let's <laughs> pivot this to the eli side of it what did we think of eli and abe figuring this out in 0.5 seconds and then eli deciding that they should allow the cover-up to continue uh, again eli, you were about to lose your job yeah <laughs> Eli's Eli, now Eli, I can what I can say is Eli has always been a better husband than he is a cop. He's a great yeah. cop, but he's always he's always been a better husband than he is a cop because he covered up the Kristen situation until it was out of his hand. I need an unpaid suspension or a, some death dude. I need to see him be a beat cop. Something something needs to happen yeah. because this is not messy. He a two time offender too. Y'all like Bobby Brown. <laughs> This the second time you didn't cover up for your wife's mess when she just needs to be fired in general. Like Shirley Ralph said, something else needs to be paying the bills. Now, did you want her to tell Eli or did you want her to lie? I had no problem with her telling. I, I'm happy she told him because yeah. I didn't I'm getting, I'm getting sick of these people lying when the truth will simply do. Thank and you. It's, Especially it's, when we've been here before. Yeah, and it's exactly. also... It's also Eli knows her too well. Yeah. There was no way she could have lied to him convincingly. She tried. She did. This discussion, I did not realize how invested I was in this. See, like you're invested, but you're conflicted. Yeah, but welcome to my world. But again, I I would prefer a story like this that's that's on the show for most of the stories instead of the other some of the other things we get. But Eli 
he figured it out very quickly because when she said well paulina said she shot tr yeah that didn't make no sense to him he was three seconds out of a coma and it still didn't make no sense to him. <laughs> like i said like he had been awake for like two days i don't know not even not two even. days he put the whole thing together <laughs> talked to his wife and found out the truth what has rafe done in the last two months this is what, eli woke up saw a- his own shooting <laughs> maybe she could be the business manager for sweet bits she can be a model tap into sounds modeling like model for what gabby chic that ain't happening basic black, basic black. it's a mess uh, do, do you really want to put a black woman at basic black <laughs> They need some black people on that board anyway. <laughs> I I wanted Lonnie to switch careers for years, so but she I do. Like well, I don't even want her to be a doctor. I do. I do agree with Nick that this story is not told from Lonnie's perspective because if it was initially, I don't think this would have happened. Like I don't think she would have shot him. But if we were gonna be her, I think. Lonnie should confess the truth and face a trial and Eli help like them against the world like fighting together because the cover-up like you guys have said yeah I've listened and all that like very valid points have been brought up they should fight this together because the cover-up is not necessary and I'm gonna be real and they need to put their badges and their gun on somebody's desk <laughs> together and I'm gonna be real we all know how Lonnie is in court she cannot testify <laughs> No, she cannot. She's, she's going to. She's going to. Like, I, okay, and that's the thing. Like, I was saying to um, Nick and Ariette that I feel like this could be Chanel's Greenlee Smythe moment. Like, yeah. remember, because she's been like, we've complained a lot about her being isolated from the family and not drawn into family things. And I if think that, that was has perfect. been as ten, if that's been intentional. So that when all of this blows up, she's on the outside of that. And she sees, she's so hurt and she's so betrayed that like from Lonnie and Paulina's perspective, they're protecting her by keeping her in the clear. But to her perspective, it feels like exclusion and like Paulina choosing to protect Lonnie over staying with her. And Lonnie being- This is not the first time that's happened. I'm sorry, but Paulina let her daughter cry to her. Yeah, that about that's how after sure. how after her dad died, Paulina was all she had, and she still didn't fess up. No, see, like I get it though, this because is- like in Paulina's mind, if Chanel doesn't know, then Chanel can't get in trouble. So like I I but understand that, also- but that's not how Chanel's going to feel about it. Exactly, and, and also it also felt like Paulina did. I feel. I feel, I feel like, like when it comes to Lonnie, though, there, the other thing that no one's going to name out loud is Chanel is going to feel like Lonnie and Eli are more than willing to let her mother go to prison because Lonnie is still going to have the woman who raised her around for her. She's going to have her husband. She's going to have her children. She's going to have her mama. She's going to have her grandmother. She's going to have her daddy. And what is Chanel going to be left with? Nothing. So yeah. I can see her getting pissed off and burning it all down. And she plus, this to. goes back to the insecurity of Paulina always put Lonnie before Chanel. There's a lot, anyway. a lot of potential there. I'm hoping they play that up. They need to. Like, especially if, if you, 
if you layer all of this in on top of the fact that Allie goes back to Trip and Chanel becomes the second choice, not only from her family, but from somebody that she loves too, like this could all jumble together into one giant clusterfuck of a transformation. This, is, know, like, I don't this could be your new like, age Carrie and Sammy. Just go yeah. there. <laughs> like, I don't even see Chanel like telling on them like intentionally like thinking it out plotting it out as like an act of revenge that's why i said i think this could be like her greenlee smythe moment like you remember when kendall was on trial for killing michael cambius and greenlee just got so mad that she she knew that she was being lied to and she knew that everyone knew something that she didn't and no one was being honest with her and she just got so pissed off that she ripped Kendall's dress open and exposed like the whole lie without really even knowing what it was she was exposing everybody to I can definitely see Chanel having a moment like that and everybody having to now pay the piper because okay now the cover-up's out and everybody who played a part in it you're going to jail right <laughs> <laughs> big jail Wait, every single one of them was lorraine broderick at amc when that happened i think she was on the writing staff but she wasn't head writer hmm. okay let's move on to the next headline <laughs> Yep. All right. So moving on to our next headline, Sierra, with a little help from her father, is able to save baby Bo. Sin, take the baby to the hospital where they have a visit from Bo. I loved all of this cheesy, weird effects aside, because a lot of that took me out of it. The one thing I loved and was probably one of my favorite parallels from the original story to the Possession 2.0 is the fact that Marlena's love for Belle is what kept her alive in that morgue after the exorcism. And then it was Sierra's love for her son that she was able to break through the devil's magic and be able to save her child. I loved the parallel of a mother's love. That was one of my favorite things, I think, out of the whole story, to be honest. What did anybody else think? I think that when Jeff Davis and MTV come for our last dollar and 52 cents, oh no, that we can't do nothing but hand it over. Yeah, that was very Scott becoming the true alpha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing Bo because it was Bo. Didn't Charm do this too? They might have. I mean, like, it was a shot by shot remake of Scott McCall crossing the mountain ash line. Yeah, <laughs> like if you've seen it, there's no getting around. That's what it was. Yeah, that's, they yeah. sent me the clip. I saw it. that's what it was. I mean, A for effort, <laughs> F for execution of it. Like, uh, don't do it if you don't have the money in the radio. Yeah, the, uh, the effect. Ah, okay. The it effects was, were weird. It was ugly. It was ugly. Like the Jurors 2003 4 era, and that says a lot because that was yeah, a lot of cringe. They got, le- they got less money. Well, see, I watched Days a lot with my family this week because my sister graduated. And congratulations, thank you. Um, she watched this episode, oh, now, she grew up watching Days along with us, and she 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 doesn't watch it anymore because you know, school and everything. She watched it, and the first thing she said was like, damn, y'all destitute over here, ain't it? And 
I couldn't say anything. And then she was watching the um, Sierra crossing through the bridge of Terabithida, whatever <laughs> the hell that was. And she was like, you know, this show used to be praised for the acting. I used to like the acting here, but the acting isn't that great here now. I like the GH, but she had a lot to say about GH. But yeah, the acting in this was subpar. The effects were cheap. It, I know elementary schoolers who can do better Microsoft PowerPoints than this bullshit I just saw. That barn life that they put on Sierra and Because <laughs> Ben getting knocked out gave me um, Stefano getting electrocuted vibes only or shot by or hit by lightning because literally I blinked for like a second and Ben was convulsing on the ground and I was like what the fuck is and happening? Then, and then I'm so glad they explained what that light was because I thought the police had found them. Yeah, okay, <laughs> looking like it, it looked like the ghetto bird was lighting them up from above. Hello? It was, it's not. Like but, and, even, and even the effects that they had on Bo. Like, why did he sound like he was going oh, through a you. tunnel? Oh, my gosh. Bro, and and all that damn dry like he was talking they, into a fan. And then all that dry ice they used in the background. Why was it smoking like that in heaven? Did he go to hell? What happened? I mean, I, I, just, loved, this, I loved the Sierra Bow scenes. They were exactly what I wanted. Like, I got all of the beats that I wanted within those scenes themselves. But there were the lighting of it and his echo which yeah is... that echo was very distracting and i don't and, think and it was necessary it wasn't maybe it's just me i don't think it was necessary it and wasn't. then when he was talking about all oh, the bradys and hordens up in heaven rooting for them oh at both. first i felt a little twinge of feeling like oh i'm gonna give ben a chance then i sat down and thought about it that man killed a horden and a brady i felt the twinge of bullshit but go okay ahead. yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> leave that completely alone because I know when he got back up there, Paige was waiting for him at the door. <laughs> I mean and Serena. I'm just saying. And Serena. Really, Uncle Bo? And Guy Wilson. Really? That kind of took away Really, my... Uncle Bo? That kind Nigga, of took... you said what to who? That took away my excitement or my enjoyment of the it, honestly, I true. really didn't care much anymore. Like, it was... Sorry, Michael, I will let you con- continue in a second. But, like, it was very obvious it's propping. And I'm not really surprised because it happens to Ben a lot. And he really can't survive without it. It also did not sound a bit like Bo. It didn't. So I was like, you know what? Let me check out and wait for when he shows up in Tripp's hospital room because that's how bad it was. We'll get there later. Hold on. Yeah, that, that's the next thing. The, the one thing I want to say, I, I love that he got the boat seal of approval really, because... Nigga? No, no, no. Hold on. I was just about to get there. This is why Kim and Shane need to be in town and they shouldn't have anything to do with the Bradys. And then they're going to be coming to her like, Kim, what about the family? Family? Fuck the family. The family fucked over my husband. Because let's be honest, they have more respect for Sierra and her riches, but they don't give a fuck about how Shane feel. Because how could you let this person into your family home? Eating up my damn family's child for Christmas. I mean, they killed my granddaughter. I mean, I, I, I as Kim would have more issue with my father's killer being in the pub. 
Oh, that's oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I just wasn't Multiple there. That's an issue too. That was that's an issue too. But even still, why you letting my husband's granddaughter killer in my family's abode eating my family's chowder? Like everything's okay. But I I'm going to say me personally, I loved that the Bo Ben scene, and I I took it one of two ways. Like if he's alive, and this turns out to be that Sierra and Ben had this dream, of course Sierra would imagine her father saying that. That's everything she's ever wanted to hear. And also, if it's not a dream and he actually is dead, like we have very limited time with Bo and Sierra. We were never going to touch on Ben's Which is why Ben didn't need to be there. Like for exactly. Me, for, like, I, why, like I think I said it in, some, in a group chat. I would have been more okay it with even with Bo saying what he said, if Ben couldn't see him, only Sierra could. I think that would have been more special had they done that. Even if Ben was in the room, he didn't need to see and interact with the ghost Bo. And like, I'm sorry, I get it, Tony. That's that's your boy. This is your this is your ship. But you are not being the historian that you are, not being the Bo and Hope stand that you are, not being the Bo Brady stand that you are. You're not gonna sit there and tell me that Bo would have been real, real cool beans. Okay, everything's fine. Lottie Dottie, welcome to the family with the necktie killer. You're not, not gonna do first. that. Absolutely not. You're not gonna do that. When, when Bo, when Ben and Sierra first got to, when when Ben and Sierra first got together, if Bo were alive, he would 100% have an issue with it and he would have gone 10 times harder than Hope ever did. I do eventually think that over time, he would have gotten to a place of acceptance because he loves his child. It would have taken a hell of a long time, but I do it think he eventually See, I don't think he ever would have gotten to it. Thank you. I don't think he ever would have gotten to acceptance. I think he would have gotten to tolerance. tolerance. That He would have gotten to the place where Victor got to. Because Victor... So, oh, because baby. Victor has soon never... Soon as era would have died, Bo would have lived. Thank you. Um, up. Victor has never accepted Ben. He probably he likely never will like there, there, there's layers to that especially considering kimberly is his favorite sibling he, he's he, not going to he go would, against kimberly he like would that. tolerate him based on his love for sierra all kimberly has to do is say the word bo is like okay fuck this nigga like for real <laughs> it's like this whole open-hearted except nah baby you can have a big piece of chicken no no i'm sorry no you'll now, be looking to get a damn wing I'll give them a pass right now because okay, that Sierra and Death mellowed you. That Sierra and <laughs> you're stupid. That Sierra's that Sierra and Ben that Sierra and Ben in their moment of uh whatever was go- adrenaline and they're seeing a ghost. So fine. That's what they hope will happen. I'm nervous about uh Beyond Salem because I know how Ron operates. <laughs> so it is what it is. I just I, you can't for right now like i can reconcile it now once if we get Bo back alive for real and he's just yippee kaye let's go ben nah it's it's weird and i want hope to be like i got my man back to support me so fuck all this shit <laughs> yeah now because like, you gotta realize because like, you gotta realize me. hope was alone at combat and being if we're being honest yeah she was and it, they didn't play hope they didn't take it with hope where i would have wanted them to in that it was also stemming from a 
I don't want to lose the only child I have left. I mean, I know she had Sean, but and Sean was out of town, but I don't want to lose the only child I have here with me. Like, I wish it had come more from a place of reactionary because of everything that happened with Zach. Also, Mary Welch. Yeah, like, I just, there, there was a lot of emotions that they could have played it with hope as to why she did what she did and to make it a little bit more rootable. I mean, it was completely understandable, but it was also, like, some of the things, like, I just, there were moments that hit me wrong that I wish would have gone a little bit deeper as to why Hope was doing it because it was all right there and they just never did that and if Bo and Hope are alive like if Bo and you know Bo is alive and Bo and Hope get back together I would love to kind of get a moment of Bo being like what the hell you let our you let our baby girl marry a serial killer you're gonna have to explain this one to me and then Hope kind of being like I get it I understand exactly how you feel. I was that way too because of everything, you know, with Zach, I didn't want to risk losing her. So I was really scared, but I think it'd be a really kind of cool way to give us point of view on everything that we never got before and then kind of give Bo a chance to kind of figure out how he feels about Ben. That's kind of what I want for Beyond Salem. Speaking of hope, how is it that a ghost Bo has visited their kids or, well, Sierra? more than hope has at least the, at least somebody called hope was it kayla who called her i yes she still didn't come home something might be know. wrong with hope something might be up with her <laughs> that's the only it's that's better the only thing that because makes, there, there's no uh, excuse anymore like so maybe somebody some, kidnapped her she somebody in a coma Ron, somewhere <laughs> like, his this answer was, sense. somebody asked ron a version of that and there his answer was tune in to beyond salem oh, okay so probably looking for both or something yeah maybe she found Bo and found somebody else (laughs) that's what i think (laughs) but now on to a boy can drink canny yes he can (laughs) i'm glad you know what it is (laughs) on to our last headline the other half if i read you i'll be wrong okay can i transition us or not yeah go ahead okay after the ritual fails, the devil runs to the church with Johnny, Jarlena, Tripp, and Eric not far behind. Eric and John attempt an exorcism, but stop when the devil attempts to kill Allie. Tripp sends the devil into him and then sacrifices his life to save Allie, but is returned to the living with a little help from Bo while Allie's family helps her process everything that's happened. Oh, 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 let me go first. Let me go, go first. Go ahead, Michael. Okay, I have something to say that sums all this up in one pretty bow. We already did two exorcisms, so we don't know how to wrap this shit up. Here's Bo Brady for your troubles. <laughs> Sign the writers of Days of Our Lives. I will say I liked, I really, really liked this. The performances around Trip Dying were really, really good. Like, but other than that, mm, I, they good? I, yes, okay, to me so they were. I enjoyed the scenes where Trip Allie and Johnny were in the church by themselves. I really, yeah. they played off each other so well. All of the actors there for me. Now, I, I did like the attempted exorcism. That was when he almost snapped Allie's neck. I was, yeah, I was cackling through most of that. 
I'm not even gonna lie, like <laughs> John flinging the holy water. <laughs> okay, now that was funny. Y'all are unserious. Like I was fine with the with the younger kids there, and then the vets came in. I was like, wait a minute, it don't feel the same. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Now, you gotta realize they in their seventies. This they fourth time doing this shit. They over. I, I like that Marlena was there for it though. Because this was the first time that Marlena got to kind of see the other side of it. He, the <laughs> devil wasn't doing all that in Marlena. He ain't trying to kill her by snapping her neck like some chicken. No, it just he just made her have like a, like a million seizures. Like that exorcism that he put her through was not exactly a walk in the park. It, took it wasn't, first but, of all. Yeah, it wasn't. But Jesus Christ, you heard was. I'm like shit. They end up tearing out Velcro and shit. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't enjoy most of it. Like, n- not the younger characters or or the vets. I did like the flashbacks because I love me a good possession flashback Ooh, or like was- just flashbacks in general to back in the day. Yeah, those flashbacks were hidden. I even said in the group message the highlight of this episode was Alice titties and the flashback. <laughs> For me, the flashback—I lost my mind when we got like when we actually got real St. Luke's and not the bark, bark, bark in basement annex version. Like the moment I actually enjoyed was unexpected for me. Um, it was the moment Trip got possessed. Yes, <laughs> when yeah. his head flipped up like that. I said, "Holy shit!" If yeah, I would like to see him in the mass reboot. By the way, um, listen, you- I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Saying that I would like Trip to be evil. I'm just saying that the way he was looking, evil Trip made several good points. I would like them to expand on, you know. Yes. Uh, make him a down a darker road this time, it would make a lot more Just make him a, just a mean old bastard. I, I mean, listen, I, uh, Allie, baby, I understand now. I, <laughs> I understand. Hey. I understand now. I didn't, that- I, did, I didn't see it before, but I see it. I see the vision. <laughs> I, I <laughs> In that moment, he reminded me of yellow, the yellow-eyed demon from Supernatural. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. And I, I genuinely thought if Trip was possessed for the first time during this story, I felt like, okay, he could kill somebody if he wanted to. Instead, he yeah, just like, instead he just threw himself out a window. Which uh, is yeah, and, and once again, you know... Should he did that later at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh God, I just... No, why are you like this? <laughs> why are you where you are? What he did? <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, that if William Peter Blatty's estate comes and asks us for, to split that 152 between <laughs> Jeff, him and Jeff Davis. The whole father cares of it all that Trip did. You can't really. We, we ain't got a lot of, to stand on. That was definitely <laughs> Father Damien. I was surprised we actually saw his fall the way we did. Yeah, that was. I wild. even it, even if we. I knew saw that this coming. Well, some this was when he jumped out that window. So, the exorcist. It, yes. Exorcist. Yeah, that's Father Karras. That's how it, and that's why I thought. I thought Callista Flockhart was, was going to be this, but this. Because that's how I thought that they were going to end it. Because if you, 
like in the exorcist it ends when father Karras convinces the devil to leave out of reagan and go into him and then to save everyone he flings himself out of the window rolls down the stairs he's on death's door he's given the last rites and from what we think we see in that movie trying to be specific here from what we think we see in that movie the demon dies trapped in he dies and the demon is trapped in him in his death and that is how the exorcism is done so i thought that trip was still going to have like the demon in him in those moments because that i thought that's how they were going to get rid of him but they were like nah demon just gone he gone yo it, yeah, it, it was similar to here. what happened with John in the morgue because the moment and I was John- I was so confused because I went to the group message like so the demon's just gone he's gone. yeah <laughs> it's there the way they, the, the way they're explaining it is Trip's sacrifice of his life to save Ali that sacrifice of love was enough to expel the demon permanently and it tracks because if you go back to the original possession like. After John took the devil into his soul to save Marlena, the devil was just gone. I'm just not and buying. And then he came trips. back 25 years later. Exactly. So, <laughs> and I'm not buying that Tripp's love for Ali is that deep. I, well, I, I am. I'm buying. Not, I buy I, that his, I always his, I buy I that he loves her, but not I that always, deep. I disagree. I've always thought he loved her like that. It's just that. I always knew she didn't love him that way. That was It was there for him. Of... It just wasn't there for her. I don't know. And then too, you have to kind of look at who Trip is and where Trip is coming from. Like, Allie is probably like the first good, like, and it's not just Allie, it's Allie and Henry. It's everything that he never had and always wanted. And when you grow up with that kind of chaos and abuse and like trauma that he did, when you find what it is you've always kind of ached for, it's very intense and it's very deep and it doesn't necessarily need to make sense to people who have not been in that space and in that place. Because like, it's like, it I mean, because it's it it explains why he's always so goofy for these women, for these women. Like he's he falls hard and fast. He, yeah, yeah. He's always trying to fill that space in him, and he really thought that he had had it with Allie, and it wasn't just her. It was it was the family that he, you know, that loving, stable, safe happy family that he never had and it's always wanted here's yeah. Bob Brady for your troubles <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment where like he comes in and he saves him and then you kind of just get this little look between Bo and Steve oh my y'all speaking of Steve Steve and Ava Ooh, I wish that they had I have flashbacks spoiled. I wish they hadn't spoiled that Trip that trip came back to life, yeah. Yeah, because like they had me in my feels, yo. Like, woo. listen, Tamara Braun took me back 17 years to when Carly Look, found out. I, about I started yelling at the TV, Lord, somebody get Carly. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, she about to fall. Too. Uh, Lord, she about to fall. Somebody get Carly. 
but they did what needed to be done. When he when he looked at Kayla and hugged him and just said, I want my boy. Oh, oh. my heart. And poor Kayla. Her terrible doctrine and fine college. <laughs> oh, her mercy, Kayla. But in her defense, I don't think they teach you divine intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was no way. <laughs> that nigga jumped out a window. <laughs> It was like, no way. It, it was, was no way. way. Ava was literally laying on him for like yeah. a good ten minutes. Yeah. So, like, and I, on cases like that, I, this is why I could be couldn't be a doctor because I'm like, yo, there's no way. There's he jumped out the window, y'all. <laughs> and what you want me to do? Sew him back up? Like what? Like, <laughs> look at all this damn glass. <laughs> Ava, and then just like Ava in in in, in the bed with Trip and just crying, and then when oh, Jake came in, oh, that last then, little bit where she pulled the covers up over her baby. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness, they oh, got God. like they got me, and I didn't expect it to get me because like we knew what was going to happen. Same, and because also, Steve. I, also, I didn't think I cared about Trip this much. If I'm being yeah. honest. <laughs> Finally, I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I cared that much, but I was I'm, very upset. Yeah, I'm going to be real. Lucas made me care because yeah. he's done a lot of work with the character. They don't. They didn't give the character much. He needed to, need need to play dead better because my sister pointed this out. I, I saw he it had, too. <laughs> he <laughs> helped Ava put the cover over him. <laughs> He was. I'm like, they should have shot him from a different angle. Muscle star, yeah, that man ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can see his chest still going up and down. They should have shot him from a different angle. It was, but they did really well in those scenes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was, and it, it was, it was so good. Like, I was almost so glad that my feed got interrupted like about 20 minutes in on Tuesday and that I had to watch the episode on Peacock that night because I could not have gone back to work after watching that. I would have been emotionally drained, but it was so good. And I'm really interested. Um, but before we actually pivot out, I want to um, take this over to um, Allie coming out of the possession and kind of finding out everything that she did and finding out about everything going on with Trip and like, the family just kind of being there to support her. What did you guys think? I love like Johnny and Marlena taking care of Allie the way that they did. And I love that like you see it in little moments because we didn't get a lot of it before he got possessed. But like you see how much Johnny loves and respects his his grandmother. Because he wanted to tell Allie what was going on. And Marlena shut that down and he was like, yes, grandma. Okay, grandma, you run this. This is your show. Yeah, I also liked the little moments with Allie and Johnny because we didn't get a lot of really good moments with them before everything went sideways with Chanel into the possession. So we actually really got to see their twin connection. like Without actually having to call it a twin connection. (laughs) fully on display and it was it was it was really really nice and I loved like just kind of the way Lindsay played everything of Allie like coming to terms with the fact that she was possessed and everything that she did and just like how do you process that and like the first thing that she did when she came home was wanting to see Henry like I loved all of those scenes and then her scenes with Lucas 
it kind of it kind of took me like took me out because like he didn't even not like Lucas didn't even knock on the door he just kind of stood there and was like Allie it's me and she opened the door and then just kind of like ran into his arms and hugged him and I was like oh yeah she's but, definitely a daddy's girl yeah she's totally a daddy's girl I mean can you blame her look at Sammy <laughs> also true and Been that the world and I, I, I. <laughs> do we have anything else to add on the alley side of it before we head into in other news move on all right we're moving on all right, so in <laughs> other news lucas returns without sammy rafe is insecure about eric chad and ej attempt to oust gabby but a surprise visitor may ruin their plan julie tells abe to go for it with paulina johnny bears his heart to chanel as trip does the same with ally Sean is the biggest idiot as Jan continues to torment Belle and Jake and Ava get closer. All right, why don't you kick us off? Ah, uh, <laughs> I wanted to go first. Go ahead, Ari. <laughs> so I'm going to pick um, the one about Sean, Jan, and Belle. <sighs> I cannot wait for EJ to start eating Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin because Sean is dumber than he was 20 years ago and I did not think that was possible. Because this is not told from his point of view. This is not uh, they're intentionally writing Sean this way for Belle to have an excuse to go over to EJ and cry on his shoulder and and be mad like And then Clayton I ain't even gonna say that. And then like they're not the rape aspect of it all it's it's very plot driven it's very it's used as a plot device it's they're not even touching on what happened to sean because right now his rapist is living with him yeah and huh i hate it i i despise i hate all of this and honestly she's manipulating him and He's falling and for it, hook, line, and sinker. First off, he had but again, they're no, not on. touching he's a whole part. dumbass. And let me tell you why he's a dumbass. Because when Jan was like, well, I'm going to need practice for the baby anyway, so shouldn't I be watching your nephew? Ain't you going back to jail? You ain't finna be watching shit. But with all of that, like, they're intentionally writing him this way. Yeah, that's, I think that's Arya's point. They're he's literally they're throwing the him victim under the bus. is literally being thrown under the bus for yeah. no reason. And oh. I'm going to keep pointing it out that y'all would have very different reactions if it were a female character in this position. As because let's be real, if Bell was living with her rapist right now, we would all be grossed out. Yeah, and, and I am. And, and, I. Ready to turn this shit off. And <laughs> if Sean were responding to that by getting close to say Trask, y'all would be ready to castrate him. Let that we're, we're going kind of hot though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we're gonna be really, really honest in here. Like yeah. Belle is trash right now for me. I cannot stand her and I don't want to get to the point, like I said a few weeks ago, I don't want to get to a point where I hate her like I do with Brady, but we're getting there. And this story is not putting her, this, this story is definitely not about chill. Yeah. It's going to be all about all. Bell, Sammy, the drama, and it's not even doing Bell any favors. All in all, Idris is going to be handing Bell a warm rat. <sighs> I so. just, I just, 
Oh, I hate it here. I don't think anybody got oh, that. I, I hate this. I like. I, we but, got I it. Nasty. Got it. <laughs> I, I think I hate this. Jan so watching Sierra's baby is not a stretch because who's living with them? Clyde Weston. So, and Sierra already, uh, Sierra already and, said she has issues with Clyde being around the baby. And still, he lives Damn there. Sure he lives there. He watches the baby. Ah, we haven't seen so, him interact with the baby yet. It'll be the baby hasn't even been home. Unless he's moving to the parking lot, he's going to be around the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, John watching the baby. What? What's another cycle watching the baby? So he's gonna move to the cemetery. Sierra, Sierra is and Ben are not gonna let Jan anywhere near their child, nor should they're letting they're letting Clyde live there. So that 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 excuse doesn't. Now I I get where you're trying to go, Ariet, but. But it, 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 it is, like, is, and you know that defending sin is against my religion. But Clyde, like different. Jan is not Clyde. Yeah, I, this is I a devil, it. you know, but situation. Still, back to the and whole they, point they, of it all. They have no personal, like Ben has no personal connection to Jan the way he does with Clyde. That colors his perception. And Sierra has made her boundaries about Clyde and their child very clear, and she will do the same thing with Jan. Back to what I was originally saying. This is uh, this. I'm not. I'm not feeling this. I'm it's, hating it's, this. Ugh. It's very gross, and I'm really not looking forward to EJ Bell of it all. Because <sighs> I don't. I'm not going to enjoy it because of how we're getting there. That's my issue. I could enjoy it, but I don't like the fact that. Sean has to go under the bus for this when he's a victim in this situation. I don't like the fact they're that not even Bell, playing. I don't like the fact that Bell is overlooking the fact that he was a victim in this situation. She points it out and then she turns it back on him again. Like whatever would have preferred. Okay, he, is my, that she, my? She like both of them fight Jan, but. Instead, Jan is living with them, manipulating Sean. What Sean should have done is move is sent is moved Jan into the hospital. The bitch is supposed to be on bed rest. Okay, she can be on bed rest in the fucking hospital. Do you but think his police insurance is gonna pay for that? <laughs> but I don't like, fucking care. He should have left her ass in jail. Right? <laughs> like that's like well, if, if the baby makes it, the baby makes it. And if not, child. oh well. Jan is not his responsibility. The only responsibility he has is the baby. Exactly, which is why. And it ain't gotta be that because they even even brought it up. Women have babies in prison all the time. Yeah, but if if something were actually wrong and then something happened to his child because he didn't do anything, he would never be able to live with that. So what they should have done is have Sean being there for his child while also putting up boundaries with Jan because of what happened. Why can't people hate rape babies also? I just don't get it. (laughs) Like, Why does he have to be, oh, my child? Yeah, I was thinking that, but I didn't know how to say it. I didn't, there's no way else to say it. Like, this is not a baby that was conceived in love. Like, this is. Oh, like he has, has every right to say fuck that child. Before it began. I hate you and it. your baby. Like, I just, like, I just don't like yeah, I mean, And I am forever pissed that Jan is still here after the devil is gone. Because the devil's magic is what woke her. So the minute the devil bounced from Salem, Jan should have gone into a coma immediately. Like, bye-bye yeah. Satan. Jan should have collapsed into a heap on the floor. And then they could 
figure out what they want to do with the baby if the baby still exists after that. They like, can be so- Willow with that baby, to be honest. Like, I'm so mad that that didn't happen. But Dylan, what do you have for your in other news pick? Um, okay. Listen, count your days, Hernandez, because they are numbered. <laughs> 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 I, Ray, listen, Rafe being insecure about Eric makes perfect sense in my fantasy because, like, he should be. He, he absolutely should be. Should be. He Especially should. since we know that priest collar is not going to be a thing much longer. Like that is the love of her life. And you just you just here right now. You're just here. Right? You, just, <laughs> bruh, you was just the best available. You weren't even the best available option. Oh he no. Hey, what I say? <laughs> you were literally the last man, so that's why you're Lord, here. today. He was just the nearest. He was the nearest least complicated option. Yeah, I, I know he's a usurper, but still. Uh, I'm just saying. No, no I'm going to refer to him as that from now on because <laughs> that describes it to a T. But I'm just so glad that we are not. I'm just so glad that we're not meant to believe that she loves Rafe more than Eric. Like it yeah, is very yeah. clear that her heart lies with Eric, and I wasn't sure that that was going to be a thing, and I'm very glad that it is. And it's like I know that they will, but there's no reason to drag this out. I want an affair. Yeah, See, I don't because I know because like with knowing Nicole, Nicole is in her. I'm trying to be a good person era, and. An affair would just make her feel so guilty that she would double down on trying to do right by race. Because, mm. like, if we were to get an affair, it's not going to be the same as Roman, Marlena, John, because Rafe and Nicole are not what Roman and Marlena were. And I don't, they're not going to take the time to build them to that because Eric's already the, here. They couldn't, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, an attempt could have been said. made. <laughs> and you don't even like Roman and Marlena. Exactly. <laughs> but like, there's like, no there's no time. There's going to be very little effort in building them. It's We're already on a collision course for I mean, Eric and Nicole listen. to bump uglies. There's no, there's no need for her to if the if he proposes. The no, they literally <laughs> built, they literally build a bear their relationship. <laughs> like he could, like Nick, if Rafe asked him her to marry him, all she got to do is say, you know what? Nah, let's not. And as a matter of fact, we should just be friends and let's just move on before anybody gets hurt because she just did this with Ava. She and Rafe just did this with Ava. They don't need to do this again. But it looks like that's where we're going. Yeah, but and it's, it's like I'm sorry, and I know I'm supposed. I get it. I know that I am supposed to end up feeling bad for Rafe in this scenario. Says who? I do not. I don't. It's karma. It's. I it's, do not. You see how you is, did, Ava? How's it feel? This is who, karma. who said we were supposed to feel bad? <laughs> <laughs> Where was that written? Because I would like to tear that page out. <laughs> who said this? I didn't. I don't know. I did not get this memo. Tony who said, said who is we? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, Rafe's, Rafe's doomed. 
yeah like this i i feel like if nothing else they have this is one instance where they will have learned from history and we're not about to get a jack jennifer daniel situation they can't Thank God. i was thinking that i was thinking they saw how that really took a turn <laughs> they had They're to kill daniel they had to kill daniel off <laughs> like, like, later. and we're still not over it <laughs> they could still they can't mad. they can't do the same thing with rafe she cannot and jennifer are back together and we're because honestly that was the end of daniel jonas for everybody honestly it really was though but she cannot choose rafe over eric and i don't hate them like everybody else but it wouldn't make sense for who nicole is to, for her to ever choose Rafe over Eric. And like Eric Cole shippers, they don't bother nobody. You know what Hello? I mean? They, they're literally <laughs> just there collecting their crumbs, trying to make it into a meal. Thank and, you. And Thank so, you. Like, I honestly feel like if they do them dirty one more time, the Eric Cole fans should riot. <laughs> <laughs> they they finna show you toxic fandom because they will have had enough. Twenty years, twenty well, years. There will not be a corner of soap Twitter on the Bird app that anybody with an official day's handle would be able to hide in, and th- and they would have the rights. The way the right. that Greg and Ari keep promoting each other on their social media right now is making me very happy because neither one have ever really done that before. And I think that's because as much as they love working together, like I don't think either one of them were very happy with their previous stories. I think this time it's different. There's a whole different energy this time. I, I'm just like getting Eric and Nicole and getting focus on Eric and Nicole and getting investment in Eric and Nicole. Like this is the happy place. I would li- I like it here. I want to stay here. 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 <laughs> Rafe can go over there. I would like can to go stay to over here. <laughs> and it's weird because it's not like I hate Rafe. I just they just don't know what to do with him. Yeah. I yeah, hate you Rafe and, I hate Rafe and a parent. I have not, I don't think I've liked, I liked him in early days with Sammy and I liked him with Jordan and I didn't mind. Jordan was the one, (laughs) she was the one and they killed her. And I I didn't mind his little whatever with Kate because that was just like, you know. That was just, getting your jollies. Yeah, that, that was that was nice and easy. And when it was done, it was done. But like there's something about when he gets in a pairing, it just mm. like him and Ava eats, could have worked. They the pairing eats, they could have the pairing eats the show alive. Whatever couple they decide to put him with, their story then eats the show alive. It happened. Well, I don't think the my thing, I think they haven't ever designed a character specifically for Rafe. Jordan. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. No, like, there was no maybe. Like, as soon like as she came to town, he was sniffing her vagina. When we, we, when we met... He came we, to town for him because she was his physical therapist. And yeah, well, as soon okay, so as they started working together, it was obvious that she that was... was that was the him. only... That was the... I guess that was the only situation. But when we met Rafe, Sammy had had Lucas and EJ that he did not stand a chance he stood he lasted for a few years there was longer no, than I thought he would honestly. He, oh wow not you saying he's the, the okay Michael I know you're gonna catch the reference not you saying he's the Dylan 
to the Adam and Nick that <gasps> is. He is. Wow. He's, 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 the, he's the spare. Like hell, he's, he's the, the spare to the spare. Like, I, don't even go, I don't even go to Genoa City. <laughs> but like he what? Wow. He like, we don't talk about him. Nicky didn't birth him. We don't talk about that. The way Paul act, he did. Let me shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Sammy was always going to choose EJ or Lucas. It was never Rafe. Nicole, it was Eric or God. Or EJ. Or EJ or Daniel. Um, no, no, <laughs> no, he dead. No. He dead. That's not an option. <laughs> and that's the only reason he's not an option, unfortunately. But oh. <laughs> there was no, Kate was never going to take him seriously like that. It's just, and Hope made no sense because Hope in Bo, that it just they've never made someone for Rafe. Maybe they made Jordan for Rafe, but they screwed it up by killing her and making her crazy and killing her. They, they could have bounced back from the crazy because when he yeah. was taking care of her after the sanitarium, I was so, so who, who ain't his for a little love. rest? Yeah, <laughs> his love and to make her brain chemistry go back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> And I was rooting for that. And then that not Rafe dicking her down to Sammy. Listen, <laughs> it happens. Um, what are you about to say? No, 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 I can't say. <laughs> we've gotten way off the rails. The LCC <laughs> will get us real quick if I said that. But um, why don't you say you're in other news pick instead, Michael? Um, my in other news pick is crazy because I want this company to be defunct. But I know Mara board mean they was giving me general city child. I was, I I was loving it. And I you know, I'm an advocate for Team Gabby as CEO because she deserves it at this point. Nobody else running that company well. Um even though you didn't realize how long she's been in that job. It's only been two weeks, honestly. It's but, been two months. But yeah, I, I like Mr. Kneecaps taking up for Gabby. And kneecaps. what's above your sheen? Yes. Your You're annoying. But y'all didn't let me get the Nick one to ask questions and shit. But uh <laughs> but then the part that got me was when Peter had called and switched. And then next thing you know, they get a phone call. Who's this calling my phone? Child? It's Kristen. And I'm just like, one, this is the first time that Stacey Hyduke has really yelled, oh, my God, it's Kristen to me. So that's the upside. I always saw her as Patty. And then two, Kristen been snitching to Peter. So that means he, he some something is telling me in my soul he gonna make a pop up. I would, oh, I I would love that. I'm, I'm confused. I know it's a soap. I completely understand that. I need you to explain to me slowly how wanted criminals. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, no. But because like I, I let you rock with it because it was Yeah, I did because it was entertaining. Oh, I was I would have asked too. <laughs> I could try to explain it if you like. Basically, what go. I thought interesting. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought they did is that they have their own personal Spinelli on the payroll who was able to spoof their location so that they were able to call in, and that should anybody try to track their location, 
they will never be able to find them because they will be rerouted through like 70 different countries. No, that's not the problem. They're wanted criminals. You cannot actively participate in the governing activities of a business while you are a wanted criminal. But Stefano DeMera was the CEO of that company and he was the criminal of all criminals. So maybe that rule does not apply for DeMera? Like, but I, isn't it publicly traded? That's why yeah, she is this is again. <laughs> why, that's why Lee Shin has entered the chat. Mr. So, like, <laughs> you're annoying. <laughs> so it's like I, I'm just saying I, I let y'all make it with that because it was very entertaining. But and speaking of kneecaps, that was a I lot. Speaking of Mr. Kneecaps, I can't wait for him to make Gabby's ankles her earrings. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like, you won't I have, have to wait long. It happens I, next week. I have been shipping them forever. At least a year. Since and, he showed up. And I just, I want them. Please. They're going to have to change the sheets. Do not use this man as a prop for Jake and Gabby. And mm. He deserves better than that. So, did you not read the Soap Opera Digest article I posted? I, I read it. What I'm hoping. Listen, I'm. I I am hoping that they take a page out of YNR history's past and let Lee Shin pull a Jasper Jacks and actually become a viable third in a real triangle. Uh, uh, okay. So, I, so are I we saying say- that Jake and Gabby are Sonny and Brenda? No, I'm saying Let's that see, you I'm- watch. I was going to make this comparison. But what I'm saying is if you watched that happen in real time, it is obvious from day one that Jax was never supposed to become what he became. Jax and Brenda were never supposed to become what they became. Jax and Brenda started because he was bothering Lois and Ned asked his bestie to distract this man before he had to choke him out for continually coming on to his wife. That was the beginning of Jax and Brenda. Jax and Brenda were always just supposed to be happy good time fun when they got married it wasn't that deep she was reeling from sunny and Jax was just like you know what let's be impulsive and have some fun I promise I'll take care of you everything will be fine when they got married no one expected him to actually be a viable contender for the man that she loved it turned into what it turned into because they just allowed the chemistry that existed on that side of the pairing to have an honest to goodness chance. Well, see, I want it to be like, I want Mr. Kneecaps to be the victim to Gabby's Nick. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't make fun of his last name. Don't do that. Oh, I wasn't even doing that. I was just being an ass. But <laughs> I want him to be her victor, whereas Jack, well, Jack, Jack can be Jake in a way. I want him to romance Gabby and show her all the finer things that Jack, Jake could just simply can't provide for her. But Jake com- brings that love and that so- that soulmate energy that Gabby wants and Mr. Shen doesn't give, if that makes sense. 
Like I just want them. I, there, there's want a them, way to, to make this in the middle. Just give him. A, I want them to just give him an honest chance and not use him as a prop because that's a bad look. Yeah, but uh, my th- my thing is, there's a way they can make this into a viable triangle. Yeah, this doesn't need to be third party angst because let's be completely honest, Mister Shan, he stood up for Gabby off front. He didn't even have to hear anything. As soon as he got that phone call, he was like, "I think you're making a mistake." He said that multiple shit. times to their yeah. faces, "Like this is not a good idea." But I'm that uh, that <laughs> should that should mean something to Gabby. Because Gabby doesn't have that, if we're being completely honest with Gabby's ourselves. never had that. So there's a way that this can be a very viable triangle. Will they do that? I don't know, because look at the track record. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick, what's your in other news pick? Uh, my in other news pick is the quad. Um, Johnny bearing his soul to Chanel. I really enjoyed those scenes. Um, it, it's making me invest in them a lot. When I, and I didn't do that the first time because I was like, they're just kind of having fun. Um, and Trip, I was, <laughs> he broke my heart because I'm like, this is my be- pick too. So I'll piggyback off of what you say. Um, I felt so bad for Trip when was- when Chanel and Allie were having the moment in his room. <laughs> the thing is, Chanel said, I'm going to go check on Trip. She was in Trip's room the entire time and never said one word to him. Like, just- and she- there you go. <laughs> and he was sitting there looking the whole time like, damn. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> in front of my salad? <laughs> like, I don't I'm nervous because I don't want him because he still is open to Ali. I don't want him to enter. I, I like the fact that he's clear on what Ali wants. I would be open to him kind of sweeping her off her feet in a way we didn't get to see the first time. Because, yeah, now we actually can get to see him romance her instead of save her. Yeah, I, I would I would be open to it. And if you're not going to do that, Make him an asshole and introduce Joy Wesley for him. Like, just... or even introduce Joy Wesley for him and have have Allie get a little jealous. I did think about that because right now, right now it seems like if she still loves him out of obligation and out of the fact that he's a good choice, not because she's in love with him. Plus, the man literally just died yeah. to save her, so I think she that's feels the, like that's she the owes obligation him. part. Well, I personally. If we're going to bring Joy Wesley for somebody, bring her for Johnny. And let me tell you why. Imagine the the conflict between Chloe and Brady because Brady's nephew is dating Chloe's sister. The same conflict can can happen with Allie. Allie is his niece. But what does that have to do with Joy? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, (laughs) I got so confused for a second. But like, I mean, yeah, but... I don't know because it, it, it feels like they're really because if they do because I feel like they need to bring somebody on for trip because it's very clear that the main triangle is Chanel. going to be Chanel, Ali, and Johnny. Johnny. I, and honestly, the real triangle for me, for me personally, would be Trip, Ali, and Chanel. And let me tell you why. Because there's a reason why. Chanel almost went to bed with him. She has to find him attractive in some kind of way. Not I feel- really. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. 
people sleeping with ugly people. That's not my ministry. If I don't find you attractive, well, I'm saying if I don't find you attractive. If you look at Chanel's track record, when she gets hurt and gets rejected, yeah. she literally throws herself at the But it has to be some kind of attraction there. I'm pretty sure Chanel's just not throwing it to any Tom, Dick, and Harry, literally. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, Allie, Allie rejected her. She kissed Theo, even though she and Theo were long since got, like, done. She kissed Theo when Allie rejected but there her. Was there was some attraction. Yeah, there. I think yeah. like I, yeah, he's not he's not saying that like she's into him on an emotional level. But just she finds him hot. And I think that that tracks because if you go back to their initial very first scene. They were precious in the role, yeah. Yeah, they, they were vibing and flirting. So, like, so it, it, it's something they can draw from that. And honestly, I feel like for them to put Trip and Chanel in that position anyway, it smells like something of the sort is coming that way. It this whole thing feels like a reset for them. Because so quite honestly, yeah, quite yeah. honestly, I'm not even seeing it for Johnny and Chanel right now anymore. And that's something coming from me, considering I was their number one fan from the jump. You know what I mean? I think for me, like the person, and it's weird for me to say, but if they're going to try to make this in a, a quad, the person that they're going to have to do the most work on is actually Allie because everyone else's feelings are very, very clear and, hers and, un- are and unchanged. Mm-hmm. There is, and at this point, there is no reason for her to be torn between Chanel and Trip, no, because she very clearly made a choice. She was very clearly in love with Chanel. She was very clearly happy with Chanel. So if you're going to back up the train and be like, oh, but tr- I no Trip, Trip, Trip. Okay, two seconds ago. It was Chanel. Mm-hmm. Right. So. But I've always nothing, said this. Changed. But you know something? I said this a while ago and y'all threw tomatoes at me. Allie is fickle as hell. And I really want her, I don't want to say pay for it, but I want her to hold that L that because of her being so fickle with her feelings. Is Chanel. It, see, I don't think that she was it's fickle, not though. fickle though. Without, she literally, it's, it's the fact that she didn't know who she was. That's not being fickle. Like she literally just came to the realization that she's bisexual. Like two days before she got possessed so this is all new for her i think the thing with with ali and i mean i we all said it she loves trip she has never given in love no she hasn't we've got johnny like all of the back like we got all of chanel and johnny on the back end of them getting married after their breakup because prior to that, it was, you know, Nothing. vibes and good time. It was chemistry and vibes. <laughs> all of the emotion, all of the um, emotional investment and emotional attachment has always been between Allie and Chanel. Well, I will Ch- say. There's never been a point where Chanel did not have feelings for Allie. I will there's say this. There's never been a point where Allie was not fighting her feelings for Chanel. I will say this though, the possession has shaken this up to the point where everyone's on even playing field. Because yeah. 
I'm not seeing it for Johnny and Chanel right now, which is odd for me. I'm just not seeing it. I'm seeing it a little bit for Allie and Chanel, which is real odd because you know they was giving me Laverne and Shirley for a minute. But I'm I'm I don't know what it is, but something in my soul, my discernment is acting up. Something is telling me that they finna try to do some kind of fuckery with Trip Chanel and Allie. That's basically it for in other news. We can now move on to our segments. Michael, do you have a read for us this week? I don't. Didn't, and nobody pissed me off this week. Keep it like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody made me mad. Um. The only, read I, I, the only read I really have to give is the pacing, again, is ridiculous. Um, Because we, we were dragging Aunt Maggie when, and honestly, none of this has settled for 24 hours. I and didn't it realize it was on the same day. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, it, and it stretched in a week. And it's still like only the day after baby Bo has been born. And like, I, I can get stretching like two days in a week but one day in one week especially since the day carried over from the last week it's ridiculous man yeah it's it, it's this one day has basically lasted the entire month of may and it's kind of a bit much but i, I guess that's my read do better with the pacing man because how can we drag these characters to the full extent of what we want to drag them or praise them if we're only going off a span of 24 hours none of it got a chance to marinate because everything's happening so fast in one 24-hour span. Okay, now we can move on to our praise and shade. Michael, why don't you kick us off? Um, I'm going to have to praise Stacey Hyduke. Was not expecting Kristen on this phone call at all. I was trying to see who was who calling the line, child. Um, honestly, I was expecting Don Craig at this point. I, I don't know what this <laughs> That would be quite. Uh, that would be quite would be a, a feat, feat considering Jed very long is no longer with us. <laughs> uh, again, hey, uh, I never know with this show. They they might have got Miss Dion Warwick on the line to make a connection. They doing it at the GH, but um, I, I really enjoyed seeing Stacy Hyduke as. Kristen, which is odd because I've been the campaigner of just have Stacey Hyduke as Susan and Eileen as Kristen. I, I, I was still rock with that, but I'm liking Stacey as Kristen now. Keep her on the line. Don't bring her back right now. Just right now, keep her where she at and then bring her back. And I could fully invest in Kristen again. But that is my praise for the week. Dylan, what about you? Praise or shade? Um, I'm going to praise and my praise for the week is going to go to Tamara Brown and Stephen Nichols. Oh, Carla. I, they got me to invest in scenes that I did not really plan to invest in. Because, like, I, we knew what was going to happen with Trip, so I was just like, okay, yeah, just whatever. But they got me, like, they pulled up my heartstrings. They had, you know, might have let, let go a thug tear or two. Yeah. <laughs> That was me on the Christmas movie when they said Roman died. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, they were they were so good. They were so good. And I just I liked that. And like Tamara just she made me feel for Ava. She made me hope for her. 
I, I have another praise real quick. Okay. Okay. Well, see, I don't even know if he was even on this week, but my praise is for Josh Taylor as Roman Brady. Because yeah, he was on. Okay. Because we spent the whole first segment of this show dragging Roman, but now just the thought of Roman dying brings me to tears. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole, just thinking of that, the whole rebirth of Roman as Josh Taylor, that gets my praise this week. And I also enjoyed Roman and Kate. And I know that was weird, but yeah, the, just the whole thinking of that made me, it takes a lot for me to change my mind on the character, so. Dylan, did you finish your praise? Yeah, I was done. Nick, what about you? Praise or shade? I'm going to praise this week. I could have shaded it, but I chose not to. Um, yeah, this is your first <laughs> praise, sir. Congratulations. Welcome. Um, Sal Stowers and Lamone Archie, um, they were really good in their confrontation scenes. And I love how Eli reads London like a book. There's she, there's very few things she can hide from him. Um, I'm glad she told him they were really good in those scenes. Sal was also really good when she woke up out of her dream when TR was haunting her. That um, dream terrified the fuck out of me. William Christian is good as hell. I have to shout out him too. I'm going to miss him. Um, also, Lucas Adams. Um, yes. MVP. <laughs> he he's he doing, won this week. He's, he's doing a lot of work and it's coming off so well. I hope they continue giving him more and giving him trip more depth and giving him more point of view because he can carry it. Just give it to him. Like he's really good. And because y'all haven't, they haven't really developed trip a lot. They have like trips, basically a clean slate. You, you have something, you have the ability to build something with him. Do it before you lose him again or before you fire him again. But like I enjoyed him, Raven Bowens as well because I felt so bad for. No, okay, this, this is a lot of praises. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said I felt really bad for Chanel dealing with all the turmoil between stuff with her mom and her love life. So that was my praise. We gonna let you have it because this is your first <laughs> praise for Christ, man. It's my first <laughs> praise, for real. Yes, I think so. It is. <laughs> Oh, look. Because <laughs> every time you say shade, I think, what a negative nasty. <laughs> All right. What about you? Praise or shade? I have nothing. I'm just kidding. Like Whitney. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh, I would say, oh, no. You felt nothing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do. Um, I have two praises this week. Um, I love how y'all learned. <laughs> <laughs> one of the praises goes to um eli and lonnie they're basically what nick said their confrontation scene um i really enjoyed i i really enjoyed their scenes i enjoyed um eli getting to the point of figuring it all out questioning her um and then getting the truth out, like the dialogue was just perfect. And just the scene, oh, it took me in. And I love that she told him the truth. I kind of saw it coming, but I wasn't too sure. But I had a feeling she would. And I love that. And also my second praise, totally unexpected. I saw it coming, but <laughs> trip, trip or trip devil jumping out of that window. <laughs> I I love that. I 
was struggling with the whole episode, aside from the flashbacks, but him jumping out, even if we stole it from the exorcist, <laughs> I still love that. I love, sometimes I do love, or quite often, I love mess, just for the sake of mess. And I, oh, that moment was so good. I had to rewind that a lot. And I did not expect to enjoy that that much. I was like, this might make me light trip. And right now, that's undecided. I don't know if I light trip or I don't hate him, but we'll see what happens later. But those two are my praises for this week. Okay, so I'm torn on if I want to follow the bandwagon in praise or if I should deviate in shade. What do y'all think? Shade. 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 Okay, how many shades? Okay, all four positive. Shade them. Shade them. All right. I have corrupted y'all. My. I was gonna say, let's vote. Oh, baby, I was already corrupted long before we met. <laughs> I used to be the mean one here. Now y'all got me looking like Paula Abdul. Used to be. <laughs> the whole uh, y'all not gonna sit here and act like I have mellowed over the year. You have. I'm, I'm glad you individualized the <laughs> year. Oh, I was gonna say. But anyway, my shade, I'm going to name names and shame the devil. Fran Myers, fuck you and your editing choices. <laughs> How fucking dare you cut the entirety of Chabby out of an episode? <laughs> More shit than Abigail. Last week. <laughs> yes, but they the, it, it qualifies for this week because they aired, they put the second, well, actually they put both. Mm-hmm. Parts of the deleted scenes on the YouTube channel, which thank God the YouTube channel exists now. And More Chad and Abigail, <laughs> and we actually uh, to see it. But the fact that you thought that this was okay to cut at all is a problem. Well, this ain't gonna be the only thing they cut I mean, off. The of first Abigail. scene, I hey. kinda, the first scene with the coffee, like the random person throwing coffee, I kind of get it because uh, that was, it was random. But the, but the bedroom scenes absolutely exactly. needed to air because exactly. we never get to see Chad and Abigail like that. Like we that never actually with. get we never actually get to enjoy them in good moments because y'all are burying them under shit every fucking day. And we finally have a moment of peace, which we know is not going to last long because we know what's coming. And you decide to put it on the editing room floor. Fuck you and your choices. That was almost my prayers for this week, but I decided to be nice. Good, because I would have shaded the fuck out of you had you done that. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is it's touching my political and religious beliefs. That's all I'm saying. Well, that is good for you, but a majority of the fan base does not feel the same. Well, uh, look, get get used to it, cause Abigail finna get cut real good in a few weeks. That's all I'm saying. And that's exact. That's exactly why those scenes should have aired. And yeah. that was my biggest problem. I don't think it would have annoyed me so much if we didn't know that good moments between them are finite and aren't going to last much longer. Jesus, and not you- finite. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have re- those airing would have reinforced the emotional impact when it finally does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then and you, something you had- she said in it was in the bedroom scene, like you could tell the death the death is coming because she said something and I Yeah, was she like, said mm. like I just want to enjoy the life that I have with you, which is like 
which is a very benchmark. Okay, this this is giving me like Steve is getting closure with everybody and like living happily months before he died mm-hmm. back in ninety. It's it was giving me trip about to jump out that damn window because I thought he was dying because all the speeches he was giving. <laughs> right, I said the same. I said the same thing with, when the trip when the trip and Stella scenes aired last week, but I don't understand how you could look at those scenes and say they don't need to air. Like a lot of the cut scenes that they have given us, I've understood because a lot of times it's recap. We don't really need to see a scene full of recapping shit we've already seen. We always complain when those airs. So I get that, but this was needed. And also that poor woman you saw like uh, pouring coffee over Chad. She like was it was so... her dream to be on the show yes. and then she doesn't even get to air. Oh, that was the Wait, fan. was that a fan? Yeah, so that was the Oh, fan. that ain't funny then. Never mind. Yeah, Damn. that is so unfortunate because she was so excited. She posted on Instagram, I think. And then Jason 47 like he tweeted, no, not tweeted. He posted Facebook. on. Oh, uh, yeah. He Facebooked about it. Like her scenes were completely cut. And that was so unfortunate. That's so fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. And that is my shade. Does anybody else have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, I have one. Because in lieu of only having two episodes the week of Memorial Day, we will not be doing a recap. Y'all voted for Prop 45. Y'all totally giving us a weekend off. So we're going to be doing a top five. We're going to let y'all decide what the top five event is because we can't seem to get on one mind. We've been fighting and cussing all day about it. So we're going to let y'all decide. That's going to be on the podcast Twitter very soon. Yes, I will. I will drop the tweet when I drop the podcast. But our three choices are either top five triangles top five montages or top five prettiest criers or best criers if you ride the maverick go with triangles montages criers montages and i vote for crying and dylan where do you fall either crying or triangles (gasps) all right so rude we shall see what you decide (laughs) and we will get that episode on Monday. I knew Dylan was going to side with me, and I'll explain why off the podcast. So that episode will be dropping Monday, June 6th, in lieu of our normal recap. And with that, we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye, Satan.